Welcome everyone to Polk and Kush. It is Friday, September 22nd, 2023, and we are brought to you by the Garden Gates Landscape Company, our favorite landscape company out there. If you're looking to get your landscaping back in shape after a brutal summer, give my friend Jesse Edmondson, the owner of the Garden Gates Landscape Company, a call to transform your yard. They specialize in landscape architecture design, artificial turf, planting, irrigation, lighting, and maintenance. My wife and I, as well as my kids, had the Garden Gates come do our backyard last year. We had synthetic turf, and we are doing the front now, and it is uh, awesome. Uh, this is a fantastic place to get anything that you need done. We love not having mud anymore. We love having a wonderful, clean turf with a beautiful yard and people that we know we can trust. Please call 504-608-4606. That's 504-608-4606. Or visit them online at the Garden Gates Landscape Company.com to schedule a consultation it is the shit and you know what else is the shit polk and kush we are back baby yes. how you doing buddy i'm good i've got a freshly manicured lawn <laughs> thanks to jesse i've been doing yard angels out there grass <laughs> angels now that it's not 100 million degrees you, you can go outside and do stuff like that yes it is very very nice uh oh, oh truly a wonderful experience to be able to be outside. You remember that heat dome yes. for which lasted like three and a half months and you literally couldn't go like it's 92 every day. Mm -hmm. And yet I walk around. I'm like, this is beautiful. Yeah. You really get used to it. <laughs> you see the long term plan of global warming and you're like, well, yeah, but 90 is going to feel great in 20 years. I've humans, been, humans adapt. And yeah. That's what we're going to do. It's great. I've been going for four and five mile walks. Wow. I'm like, this is great. I feel wonderful. Because it really doesn't hit the 90s until like 11 o'clock. Yeah. And so other than that, you're in the 80s, and that might as well be the 30s <laughs> around here. I Legitimately, you could not leave your house for the entire month of August. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so everything has been great. I'm in a much better mood now that we're only in the 90s. Now that you're walking five miles a day. Yeah. Where I don't are you need going? Any... That's, it's five miles to my house. Did you walk here? <laughs> should have just done that. I know I just mostly go in circles yeah. around and I listen to podcasts I'm like this podcast sucks. We have a I know a great podcast <laughs> and I start yelling at the people I see in the park. Yeah. Hey, are you listening to a shitty podcast also? Yeah. Rate us on iTunes. <laughs> um, it, it is uh, really been uh, it's, this is a nice always a nice time of year in the city as far as you're transitioning as the rest of the country starts to get really cold and starts to kind of lose what they love about the summer, we are starting to hit our groove. Football season is in full effect. The weather's getting a little better. Everything feels a little nicer. We're only getting kind of robbed by the city now, not like outright robbery. Yeah. That feels a little better. 
Um, I haven't seen anyone in person get carjacked recently. That's good. So I, things are picking up. I think we're doing okay. You haven't uh, been on uh, Carrollton <laughs> recently by the coffee shop. I saw someone drove through the Walgreens parking lot today. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Someone in Carrollton, I think that was the one on Claiborne, just just drove out through the, you know, they have like the brick facades with the fences. Yeah. Just drove through it. All right. <laughs> Hit a car, got in the neutral ground and ran away. Well, if I remember anything from school, it's the quickest way from point A to point B. <laughs> straight line. There's a wall in the way, go through it. It does feel like the smartest thing anyone can do if they're trying to get away from the cops in the city is just go on foot. I've seen the cops. There is a 0% chance they're winning a foot race against (laughs) literally anyone. Well, the old strategy to get away from the cops here, uh, if it was night, you could just turn off your headlights. (laughs) Like, where'd he go? (laughs) Can't find him. Impossible, chief. Got to go tonight. (laughs) I mean, just get in a foot race. There's nothing they can do. I think I could outrun most police officers. 100%. Yeah. You're the fittest person in the city. I'm the fittest person in the New Orleans podcasting uh, crew. Unquestionable. Quite possibly. We need to have a contest for that. We should have a conference of some kind. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we could do a celebrity uh, basketball game like the Pelicans do. Oh, yeah. You've done that before, right? I played in the uh, media game. That's all I want to do. Yeah, that's all I want to do. Yeah, that's a low goal. You've set a very low bar for yourself. I'm going to dunk on Christian Clark. (laughs) He's got beef, man. He can throw you around. Yeah, I know. Uh, But I played basketball in sixth grade. so (laughs) For the homeschool orange team. (laughs) There was, I started. There you go. (laughs) There was only one player on the team, so I kind of had to. It was a one-on-one league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, have you been up to anything remotely interesting over the last week? I haven't. <laughs> what a way to put it. <laughs> well, I haven't. <laughs> I, uh, I've been experiencing the city. Yes. I, I went to Cafe Degas. Ooh. Yeah, very fun. Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was great. I've yeah. been before. Did you sit outside? No, they weren't. They were doing that thing where, you know, it's, it's a sizable restaurant. It's not sure. huge. But there were probably like 10 tables and they just crammed them all together yeah. to make it feel like a vibe. It's like, I don't want that. I want to be in the corner. <laughs> I want it to seem like you guys are going out of business and this is the last meal. Exactly. I want it to feel like you brought a waiter to my house. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. No, it was great, though. Um, got to, Went to uh, Bayou St. John, which mm-hmm. always makes me go, you know what? I really like this city. Yeah, I know. I really do. It is a nice, uh, every now and then you can catch it at the right times and the right whatever every time i go to jazz fest too and i walk out of there i'm like god this is just such a cool thing yeah that this is here and and my son used to go to school right around the corner from there and it was like what a cool little area and then you know the right time hits and you send a hundred texts pitching like what am i doing here oh yeah this is the stupidest place but it is very charming when you catch it at the right time which is most of the time to be fair yeah fourth of july is a great spot over there but you know my my lady and i were like maybe we should move back into the city maybe it and then the very next day my friend was like i just got a ten thousand dollar water bill (laughs) from sewage and waterboard i swear to god i'm not even exaggerating she said i got a ten thousand dollar Sewage and waterboard bill. And I was like, okay, maybe I won't move back into the city. Could you imagine if you put yourself on auto pay? Oh, yeah. Like, who would do that? 
I mean, there, there are some uh, gullible, you know, anybody who moves here from a city mm-hmm. that functions. Yeah. They like get oh, tricked yeah. into it. It's like, yeah, we'll auto pay. I've auto pay all my other bills, you know, my car bill, my, mm-hmm. you know, electric, whatever. It's like, sure, I'll go ahead and auto pay water. And then one month you look at your bank account and you're uh, $11,000 in the red on yeah. your check account. <laughs> You're like, what? What happened? It's like, oh yeah, they uh, they hit you with a, a twenty five thousand dollar water bill for, for water you didn't use. I will not auto pay water, or I didn't when I was in Orleans Parish. I will not auto pay Cox. They don't really ever do anything <laughs> tricky, but it's more of just like, you know, screw you, Cox. You're not getting my money without at least asking me. And then they're like, do you want to sign up for the paperless billing? I'm like, give me a 50 cent discount, however much a stamp is. Uh, ask will, ask Latoya how much a stamp exactly. is. Exactly. I'd like to know. I'd like you to have the I don't want to give you the satisfaction. Yeah. Of. Yeah. That's I do that with the gas bill. Send me all the printed paper. Send me 10 bills a month. I, I want you to spend two dollars or whatever. I literally take it. and I throw it directly in the trash. Absolutely. But I, every time they ask, are you interested in paperless billing? No, no way. No. no round up. Round up to <laughs> donate. <But> your energy. <laughs> You donate. Yeah, you have a eight billion dollar profit, and you're like, "Will you give us twenty three cents? Why don't you take the other one hundred ninety five dollars that I gave you and give one of those to charity? Yeah, why don't you do that? Why do you need the sixteen cents at the end of the bill? That's like looking back as a child. I would put like quarters in the Ronald McDonald Foundation box, and uh-huh. I'm like, McDonald's. <laughs> no, the audacity! You have all the money. You have every money. And you're asking me to buy some kid a Furby? Remember what they used to say? I don't say? know what they do at Ronald <laughs> House. I think it's kids. They gave away Pokemon. My son got a Happy Meal the other day. And they gave away Pokemon cards in it. Oh, And sick. trying to explain to a four-year-old what a Pokemon card is. He's like, and then what does it do? I was like, I don't, kn- I don't know. <laughs> He's like, what's this? He's like, I don't know. I don't understand any of this. I don't understand why it's a thing, but it's a thing. I, I can't get past the first layer of explaining it is a, a card. You have That's to all use, I got. <laughs> you got to use your imagination to your advantage there and be like, well, this is the card that makes children silent from Pikachu. <laughs> This is the magical card of this one, sitting quietly. This one eats you if you yeah. don't listen to me. Yeah, um, I yeah. didn't get it. I, I it made me feel like a four year old. Yeah. I was like, I'm looking at this thing. I I don't get what this is supposed to do or what game we're supposed to play. Nothing about that shows intrinsic value. I'm sure it's what every other person you know uh, with a brain sees when they see like a football card. They're like, what am I doing here? This is just a picture yeah. of a guy playing football and i'm like oh man that's pretty cool well i'll take those cards off your hands if you don't want them, <laughs> you, want them you can just go get happy <laughs> me and the boys we like to get together and instead of poker we play pokemon <laughs> so do people actually still play pokemon is that a thing like, what is it like i'm is it like literally like i don't understand how it works do you play against another person yeah okay it requires at least one other person okay and they have places, I, I'm pretty close to, it's like game shops. Okay. And people go in there and they just like play, they play like Magic the Gathering and Pokemon. And Is it like war? You're like you both just like flip over a card and you're like, 
my guy beats your guy. The Pokemon trading card game is more than that because okay. the Pokemon it's like rock paper scissors, okay. but there's like one beat. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. like okay. fourteen okay. different rock papers and scissors. Gotcha. And then I think there's like I played it when I was. I don't know, 12, 13. All right. So I have some rudimentary knowledge. Okay. You can have 34 as well. You can have the cards. Excellent. <laughs> Maybe give me a happy meal too. <laughs> Just throwing them to me. Yeah. I was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I got, I got no idea. You got to get on eBay with that stuff. I mean, I don't think there's much value to the ones they're literally giving to me at McDonald's for a $3 Maybe There's happy a meal. rare one. Yeah, you like the the boardwalk of uh, yeah. of Pokemon there cards. There could be. They don't do the Monopoly game anymore, do they? Uh, well, I watched the documentary about people cheating the Monopoly game system, yeah. so I think that may have yeah put an end to it. Yeah, but boy, was that a Polk household staple. <laughs> See, I was gonna say that feels right in line with the Polk estate. I mean, we ate McDonald's every <laughs> single day anyway, and now there was a prize to obtain. It was incredible. Did you have the board? Oh, and we you had guys the would board. like. Yeah, I got St. James Place. Yeah, and we would go to different <laughs> McDonald's. You know, be like, well, we got to go to the McDonald's in Monroe. I bet they'll have Boardwalk. Like nobody else would just drive twenty five minutes to get the million dollar piece. <laughs> you're more likely to get a, a, the piece you are looking for at this particular McDonald's. Well, it's why well the ones we got. I've got eleven Marvin Gardens here at this <laughs> shitty McDonald's. I got to drive an hour away. Well, it's why people go to like Pig Fart, Indiana, <laughs> to to buy lottery tickets because nobody in Times Square ever gets the winning lottery ticket. <laughs> You have to go to St. Rose. Because uh, there's not as many pull. I, yeah, the whole thing is hilarious. My logic is sound with the lottery. Nobody in the city as ever a, wins. Yeah. It's always 18 guys in a muffler shop <laughs> in Toad Suck, Arkansas. They don't really. Uh, That's a real place. They don't advertise who wins the lottery anymore, do they? I think they make them come get a check, but most of them wear like squid game masks so gotcha. nobody can. Yeah. And certainly in New Orleans, if you won the lottery. And oh, yeah. You've got your smiling face <laughs> waving on camera. They would just come take your money immediately. You literally wouldn't make it off camera before no. there was a gun in your mouth. <laughs> the guy handing you the paper check would rob you. Ed McMahon. His friend just comes around from the back. <laughs> Yeah, I, I realize I realize like sometimes I'll say stuff like, yeah, Ed McMahon with the paper. I'm like, no one has any idea. No, that was like 25 years ago. I my comedy career ended like 10 years ago <laughs> because everything I did was just like a point of reference to something between like 1979 and 1997. And now unless something has been on TikTok. Nobody has any idea what it was. <laughs> I told a joke the other night. I said everyone in New Orleans drives like Ace Ventura. Yeah, and it was just blank stares. <laughs> it was like, who is that? Are they on OnlyFans? Like, can I uh, reverse the time here to do? This is a great set. Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, my time is over. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, how could anybody keep? What is pop culture anymore? It's impossible. Pokemon cards yeah, and Happy Meals. <laughs> it's Taylor Swift, and that's about all we got. That's yeah. the only thing holding this country together. Uh, yeah, man. What we do have as a country, thankfully, is football. Wow, it's the only thing that we have. Uh, we all sit around and watch it, and we all get really excited, and then we're like, ah, oh, well, this really isn't good football. 
And then we get mad that the football's not good enough. And then eventually we're like, well, I'd still like to win the bad football game. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to the Saints. They played one of the, I'd have to say, one of the more boring Monday Night Football games in the history of the franchise. 40-something years of Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really bad. Uh, Just a, a horrifically boring game. Not much offense. Not much like even close to offense for most of the game. Uh, So you can credit good defense, but it really just mostly felt like bad offense. And uh, the Saints then are able to to score late, uh, get a touchdown, and then put the game out of reach. And it was not pretty. I don't think it was particularly inspiring. But by the time the clock reached zero, I think people were are are optimistic about where the Saints are. 2 and 0 is 2 and 0 is 2 and 0. You're not going to apologize for it. You're not going to uh discount it, but at the same time, I don't even think you can say this is like a good team. But it doesn't you'd much rather be a shitty 2 and 0 team than a great 0 and 2 team. It still feels like there's trepidation within the Saints. It it feels like they're still getting it together, but it also is completely in line with how the Saints have played, particularly in Drew Brees' later years, where it's just an absolute shit show for three quarters. And in the fourth quarter, they're like, all right, we're going to actually play football now. Yeah. So it's nice to come back to that and see a touchdown or two in the last couple minutes. Really, if you want to be fully entertained watching Saints games this season, just tune in for the last five minutes. That seems to be the M.O. thus far. Yeah. Uh, two Im- impossibly boring games. The Saints did not give up a touchdown for the first, what, 118 minutes of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty incredible. And honestly, it was sort of surprising they gave up one at the end there uh, with Bryce Young you know, getting his shit together and leading them down the field. It is a, a legitimately just odd way to watch games So like it reminds me sort of of the Saints of a very long time ago, the Dome Patrol Saints, mm-hmm. but the NFL was so different then. Like, you could theoretically win a Super Bowl with a pretty bad offense and a great defense. Yes. Like, that was the those Parcells Giants teams. Like, there, there were teams that did a lot with really just the defense. So there was thought that it doesn't matter how bad your offense is really as long as your defense is great. Doesn't feel like you can do that in the NFL now. You can't be inept offensively and really have any major aspirations. Well, I would say that the Saints were better offensively in the second game from the first game. True. It's a question of will that continue? And the Saints are traditionally very slow starters. They're 2-0 and for the first time in, what, 10 years? 10 years, yeah. So stuff is trending in the right direction. The mm. offense can keep getting a little bit better and the defense can stay good, it's going to be good. Yeah, and again, we've mentioned it a hundred times. The schedule is bad. I mean, I'm going to read you off the next six games here, okay? So you're 2-0 right now. This is called reading schedules. Do you mm-hmm. like this segment where I, I just I like start it. reading the schedule? Yeah. And we just I'll come get... up with a jazzy little <laughs> tune for it. And we kind of just say, uh-huh. Yeah. You can win that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, good. Good. <laughs> the people at home are going to love it. This is called looking at the schedule. Um, the Packers, obviously, is Sunday. Uh-huh. Jordan Love looks terrible in the second half against Atlanta. Terrible. Uh, so that's a winnable game. That's a bad quarterback. The next week is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
That's Baker Mayfield. He's looked good so far, but he's still Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Right? That ain't... He has a couple of good games every season, usually to start. Yeah. But the point being, you can win that game without doing much offensively, too. The next week is the Patriots. That's Mac Jones. He's not very good at all. Then the Texans, C.J. Stroud. He's a rookie. He's not very good at all. Then the Jaguars. They scored 10 points on Kansas City this week. Who doesn't have that good of a defense? Then the Colts, who have a rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson, who is hurt. Then the Bears, who are a flaming dumpster fire. Then the Vikings, who have Kirk Cousins, who is a fucking loser. Like, then the Falcons, who have Desmond Ritter. Like, you're talking until you get to December before you play a, like, bona fide, really good team. And and even then, you you're not worried about Gardner Minshew, <laughs> the official quarterback of Tracy's. And this is all to say that, like, the Saints defense, I think in these first two games, if they've proven anything, it's that they can make a quarterback have to make good plays. And if that quarterback's not great, they're not going to make them most of the time. Yeah. And they've put teams in really tough positions. Marshawn Lattimore's covering guys really well down the field. They're able to single man coverage a lot of time on on the outside, which has allowed the defense to smother these quarterbacks. And it has been because uh, they have taken away the but they take away the outside with two guys. The middle of the field is really hard to get anything done. Mm-hmm. And even against a good running game in Tennessee, they did that. And like not to get you know heavy X's and O's because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but it it really is like a defense built to do this against these guys, and if that is the case, you really shouldn't have to score more than twenty four, twenty seven points to win most of the time. It would be a, based on who we just mentioned there, and that's a long time. I mean, that was like eight games. Mm-hmm. That's not a small, like, little blip. They don't play anyone. Yeah, and that's enough to, if you come out of that on the right side of things, that's enough to clinch the division. You would think. I mean, a, a, Atlanta looks better than we thought. Tampa looks better than they thought. Now that, and that's fine. But neither of them are going to win more than ten games. I mean, no. they they just aren't. Uh, so when you put it together and win 10 games, you're going to win the division. Now, if they play the way they have played on offense the last two games, though, it doesn't matter who you play on the other side. You're going to lose a couple of those mm-hmm. because the margin of error is just too small to score 15, 16, 17 points. And assume you're going to win every game. Yeah, that was Jim Mora football, where it's like we're just going <laughs> to punt the ball back to them until they lose. We're like we're going to get the ball, we're going to we're going to run it, we're going to punt, and then we're going to play defense, and hopefully we sack them enough times that they punt it to us, where we don't have to gain any yards. We Morton Anderson kick a field goal. That was the whole. <laughs> that was my life, my childhood of watching the Saints. We didn't get a first down. I don't think the entirety of Jim Mora's era. <laughs> And it worked, but I don't think you can really uh, live on that now. Uh, But you don't have to play Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts or the 49ers or any of those guys. You're not playing any of them. So I guess I'm optimistic. Is what I'm saying considered optimistic? Yeah, I think so. Right? We're not used to it, so. But I don't even... I think you can be realistic in that they don't 
have to be really good. And I don't think either of us would have watched those games and think they're really good. No. But I think this is the formula to how you're going to win. I do, too. And players have stepped up that uh, I think we had buried a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, Cam Jordan looked four years younger. He looked 33 out there. (laughs) I mean, Demario Davis is still knocking the crap out of people. Yeah. I mean, they were having a field day with Bryce Young. Yeah. Pete Warner looks really good. He looks very good. Uh, He's all over everybody. Yeah. He's out there. He looks like he knows where he's supposed to go. That's the best thing you can ever say about a linebacker, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're Especially really... one who looks like him. You're like, well, this guy looks like he's just going to. The Scott Shanley effect, where every time they ran outside, you're like, oh, God. He's going <laughs> to. They're going to they're gonna take the corner. This guy's got no chance. Uh, but I think I think Warner's looked really good. And I think the defensive line is held up. I think that was a huge question, right? The defensive tackles mm-hmm. in particular. We didn't know who they were. And the Saints have had a million busts at defensive end, and it still hasn't, you know, Carl Granderson's playing well. Peyton Turner, I, I think I guess he's hurt, but like you've used all these first round picks on defensive ends who haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You're still not having to do the thing where if you don't get to the quarterback in two seconds, you're screwed. Yeah. Which is the case against a lot of teams in this league. It's but not n- these guys. It's not the case. Not these teams. these teams. <laughs> like, you can give Ryan Tannehill four seconds. It's okay. You can give Bryce. They gave Bryce Young a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of, and he cannot, they have no one to throw the ball to. This is the kind of schedule where you can start Trevor Penning and Cesar Ruiz. <laughs> yeah. And that was the other thing that the second half, the Saints ran the football. Yeah, they did. Taysom Hill actually showed up. They said Swiss Army Knife about 50 times. <laughs> I haven't heard Jimmy Graham basketball yet because mm-hmm. I don't think he's been out there for more than two he seconds. He got a holding call. I didn't see that. They didn't. They didn't bring up the basketball. <laughs> no. Thank God. They're traveling. I mean, holding. <laughs> it was good to see Taysom Hill out there yes. and them actually do more than one play with him. So yes. he was able to gain yardage. I don't really. I mean, Carolina's defense seemed middling at best against the Saints. Sure. But comparatively to the week before, I mean, the Saints were running it down their throats. Yeah. And especially in the second half when you had to salt the game away, they were giving the ball to Tony Jones Jr., who, I mean, if he picked you up in an Uber, you wouldn't be like, oh, my God, it's Tony Jones. Wow, Tony. (laughs) You're like, all right, well, this is a guy. Uh, he's just a, he's the old the definition of just a guy. I appreciated the tweet saying a Tony Jones first touchdown is a saint. It's like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) It's his first time existing as far as I'm concerned. But yes, that's correct. It's Also, the first time it's been September 20th, 2023. (laughs) Like it's uh, these are things that we know. Yeah. Uh, they're in. There was enough positives to take away that I didn't I don't feel the need to apologize for winning. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. You know, it wasn't like, you know, they should have lost the game. I don't feel that way. They should have won the game. They did win the game. Uh there are times where you can sneak through an NFL game where you're like, Jesus, that was either you got a couple calls or, you know, the ball bounces the wrong way or you get a lucky turn, whatever, things like that. That's not what's happened in either of these two Saints games. They deserve to win both of them. They're just hard to watch. Uh, and you don't come away 
saying, well, they've got to really click it on all cylinders. Like, you watch the Cowboys right now. Yeah. And you say, like, that's a goddamn good team. Mm -hmm. They're rolling through everybody. They're really good. Yeah. That is, I, I'm not anywhere close to saying that about the Saints. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Saints are, I, I don't know if I would think that they're a bad football team if I wasn't invested in the Saints. Mm -hmm. I think more so it's just that we're not used to watching Saints play like this for the last 15 years. That's true. It's boring comparatively. Yeah. But they're winning. Yeah. And that's what everybody is concerned with. Sure. I didn't see what I think it was pro football focus did their top 10 teams in the NFC and did not have the Saints among the top wow. 10. And I was like, they had the Giants in there. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, they lost 40 to zero. And then they had to come back down four touchdowns against the worst team in the NFL. I was like, I don't know if I'd, you know, put them over a two and O team, but whatever. Uh, the people who get upset about the power rankings, which I just did, by the way, as, yeah. I, as I'm saying this. But those other I people. I just did it. But now I'm going to say the <laughs> other people who actually get upset about the power rankings are, uh, you're the rubes. You're, they're, they, they're throwing out the line, and you're sticking it in your, in your mm -hmm. cheek and jumping into the boat because that's the only reason those things exist. In college, they have a reason to have rankings. Yeah. The NFL ones, those serve no purpose. They do nothing. They don't help you get a single. Being number one in the NFL power rankings delivers you absolutely zero. I love the power rankings. <laughs> I think it's because, one, I'm a rube. Two, good marketing. Power mm -hmm. ranking? If mm -hmm. it was just rankings, I'd be like, whatever. Power rankings? I that know. means something. Who's got the most Power. And then there's like one and a half sentences about the team uh -huh. from some guy who did not watch the game. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Saw a couple highlights in the box score. Saw the box afterwards. Yeah. Was like, man, Carr was putting it on him. Whole game. <laughs> well, the power rankings also serve every couple of weeks. Somebody will write a story. And the most recent one was a guy just wrote a story that was like, why are we pretending that Martin Short is funny? And everybody got really mad and tweeted about it. So millions and millions of people yeah. saw these tweets, clicked on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mission accomplished. And it's not real. No, it's, it's not real. It's just not real. Yeah. Birds aren't real. That guy. <laughs> yeah. He, he, in all honesty, the birds aren't real guy broke the world. He showed a mirror to the universe and said, this is... What's happening? Like, this is, we've figured it out. Like, everything else from now on, we should understand what everyone's doing. And no one got it, and everyone just moved on to continue to get faked by these charlatans and horse. I, yeah, somebody today posted something like uh, showing empty storefronts in Beverly Hills, as if Beverly Hills is now some sort of deserted wasteland. And I'm like, who believes this? <laughs> who thinks this is what Beverly Hills looks like? Isn't that like a Jeff Landry ad? <laughs> I'm like, does anyone really believe that there's no money in Beverly Hills? They're all gone. That there's just a, it just tumbleweeds. Like it looks like the lower ninth ward now yeah. in Beverly Hills because there's a Democratic governor. Like, what are we like? This and then the answer is that the people who who want that to be true respond, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, and the people who know it's not true are like. This is not true. Yes. And this, I've been there and you are lying. And both of them get 
attention onto the post, which now Elon pays you per view of the post. What they don't understand is those empty storefronts are actually, it's one of those places that just sells like one bag. And the one bag cost $100,000. So it looks empty. But, you know, it's like a, it's a thing. It's it's a art installation. It's My dentist was in Beverly Hills. Uh-huh. I know he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's the only dentist I've ever had that when he was gassing me under, I, I almost passed out from how much he smelled like a cigarette. <laughs> I was like, this guy's smoking before? I, I'm just impressed you went to the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> it's very adult. Well, they had the uh, free insurance out there. <laughs> Out, out, out in communist California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so terrible living out there and being able to go to the dentist. Uh, it is true, though, particularly in sports now. Now, I think I guess it's everything's worse in politics, of course, but that you could just write something with the express intent of being wrong enough for everyone to dunk on you and give you attention for it. That alone is really worth it. So power rankings continue to not write the Saints. Every single person will absolutely uh, give you the attention you deserve. The Saints fans are the the ones, as much as anyone, who just love the disrespect. The, the thought of being disrespected or screwed over by the refs, those are the things that get Saints fans up in the morning. Yeah, or like when somebody from Utah posts, hey, here's my gumbo recipe, and it has strawberries in it. People lose their minds all day. Skooks is on there tweeting 300 <laughs> times. I can't believe they put Pepsi in gumbo. It's like, it's not. It's not real. It's a con. Yeah. You are getting played. You being mad about this is exactly what they're looking for. Now let's be mad about some stuff. Yes, I know. <laughs> Can I get mad about the power rankings again? Uh, so anyway, the Saints are a top 10 team in the NFC. That's ludicrous. Um, are they a top six team? I don't know. But I think they have enough playing the exact way they're playing. If they add a little bit more offense to it, I think they are a playoff team. That's my takeaway through two weeks. Pretty yeah. hot take, huh? I'm I'm right alongside you. Do you want me to read the quarterbacks again? Yes. You want to- <laughs> should I read the schedule when we're done? We'll go through all of them? I thought that was a good. That was a great segment. It's a good segment. It's a good segment. I like how most the quarterbacks. Of, most of our show is reading stuff that other people wrote, <laughs> and I mean, like those idiots. All right, Next and re- reacting to hypothetical tweets. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> on that note, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to get <laughs> mad at. So stick around. We'll be right back with some local flavor, right here on Polk and. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings is not stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code Kush A-N-D-CUSH. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code Kush. 
The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, C Sportsbook dot draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply it is you put pass in a swamp and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> it's been a wild week in New Orleans. Now that people can go out and about again, I feel like they're acting up. Yeah, a real fool. The heat dome might have slowed us down just a little bit. Yeah, but even people that aren't able to walk out and about, people that are detained, <laughs> yes, have been uh, acting a fool, mm-hmm. as some would say. Uh, this is from NOLA.com. The jail supervisors stage walkout after inmates start fires, fling feces, OPSO says. Yucko. You don't think you want to go to work where people are throwing human shit at you? Well, it's just nice that the roles have reversed. Normally, it's the prisoners <laughs> that walk out of the jail in New Orleans. <laughs> and now it is the supervisors walking out. <laughs> Four supervisors walked out during their shifts uh, inside the Orleans Justice Center last Friday following multiple fires, at least one stabbing, and a feces-throwing incident in the lockup. The deputies returned to their post later that day after speaking with Sheriff's Office Brass. Yeah, so uh, someone who knows things about the legal system here Text and you're like, for as bad as you think LaToya is, the sheriff is considerably worse. And they're like, and it wasn't a problem when Jason Williams was refusing to put anyone in jail. But now that he's putting everyone in jail, (laughs) he's the district attorney. Now that he's putting everyone in jail, the sheriff has no idea what to do. Uh, And so it is resulting in, uh, you know, fires inside the jail, people throwing poop at each other. Yeah. so it doesn't seem like they're getting along great. Yeah, it says the swelling jail population and low staff have created an environment conducive to fights, disciplinary infractions by incarcerated people, and uses of force. Being in the jail is an intense environment, said Professor Obvious. <laughs> and those deputies need a chance to learn that environment. The intensity has risen over the last couple of weeks with multiple arsons and other violent incidents committed in the jail. You know, people think that the Boy Scouts, that's something from 50 years ago. But these guys know how to make a fire. <laughs> I was I couldn't make a fire. Are they using a magnifying glass <laughs> with the sun that's coming in? Like, how are they, how are they starting fires in there? Maybe what instrument like are you giving them? Two sporks that they're, like, <laughs> rubbing together with the sticks. Have you ever tried to make a fire, like, out in the wilderness? No. No? I mean, I've, you know, 
had lighter fluid. <laughs> but you haven't like rubbed sticks together or like a man versus wild scenario. I have never participated in a man versus wild. The Jews version of the man versus wild is a hotel without a valet. <laughs> Well, what am I supposed to do? Why I gotta carry the bags? We lost record numbers of subscriptions last week when you <laughs> revealed that you were Jewish. Our fans were incensed. <laughs> I was like, you haven't figured that out by listening to the show, <laughs> or just his general demeanor and nevish behavior toward life. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't understand what they're getting their hand. Are they giving these guys lighters? No, I'm sure th- uh, people in prison smoke cigarettes. How do they light the cigarettes? That's what I'm saying. Matches. They're giving them lighters? There's no way matches. they're giving them matches. Look. Uh, they're this starting is, fires. <laughs> we've seen the video. These guys have like PlayStations in the cells. That's true. So I'm sure they can figure out how to get a yeah, lighter. It's hard to smoke weed if you don't have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been to jail somehow. <laughs> So I don't, I don't know the inside out of it. Um, I've worked in hostile environments before. Uh huh. Um, not feces throwing. <laughs> I've worked at places where there have been fights, like fist fights uh-huh. between employees. Um, somebody was murdered in front of a shop I worked at in Los Angeles, and the detective showed up, and all of the undocumented workers ran out the back door because the police came in. Yowza. Um, I worked at a place where the police showed up looking for someone and he ran out the back door (laughs) directly into the police who were there waiting for him. He didn't realize which door they were at. Have you ever had any workplace incidents? Never. No. You're not not there enough to to know what's happened. Uh, I mean, I worked for City Park for a period of time, and you would think that some stuff would happen, but really nothing happened. You worked at City Park? Yeah, I did development for them. You were the guy that twirled the windmill and the mini golf course? (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I used to take people on tours of a tree they could dedicate. Wow. Yeah, it was a very uh, easy job. Huh. Yeah, I was. I almost got fired from it, but it was a very easy. Job. Oh, we know. Uh, what else is happening in the city? Uh, right now, we're drinking delicious sparkling water, <laughs> which is going to be a hot commodity come soon because uh, the salt water wedge is hauling ass. What is this thing? My wife just mentioned this to me. I had no idea what she was talking about. Without looking at this. I'm uh, my rudimentary knowledge is that uh, because of the drought, I think we're like 23 inches under what normally we would have for rainfall. Okay. The salt water wedge, which I'm going to just make up and say is a big rock salt (laughs) in the ocean. Yeah. And it's coming closer to shore. Okay. And it's making uh, the water have salt in it when you turn on the faucet. I think that's pretty much it in a nutshell. That sounds like a reasonable take. The... There's a saltwater wedge, and it's traveling 15 miles upriver in one week. According to the U.S. Army Corps, the saltwater wedge in the Mississippi River is about 10 miles away from Bell Chase and Braithwaite water plants. 
Um, the wedge results from historically low rainwater in hey. the Mississippi River Basin, meaning that there has not been enough fresh water flowing downriver to push salty water from the Gulf of Mexico. Um, basically, when you turn on a faucet, when you take a shower, uh, there can be salt in it, which is not only bad for your skin, you, of course, are not supposed to drink salt water. Yeah, I'm sure it corrodes some pipes. It corrodes the pipes. It's yeah. uh, generally not good. So if you were wondering what one more apocalyptic <laughs> thing, like remember when we were just bitching about like boiling water? I know. Uh, like what else can we deal with? So it is literally just a New Orleans problem. This isn't like a nationwide, like the salt water, whatever thing is going to move. It's It's just us. Yeah, it's like South Plaquemines. It's like Venice and Myrtle Grove and all these places. And it's uh, not good for, like, shrimp, uh, yeah. fishing, all of this stuff. Uh, people are complaining about skin rashes. People came in with hair sticking up because of the salt water and having to bathe in it. Well, that's kind of funny. I'm sure it's just like a of line. Of all the issues. Yeah, yeah it's just a line of uh, something about Mary's waiting to complain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this guy says that problems got worse over the summer and that he can no longer use an ice machine, soda machine. He has to buy all of his drinks by the bottle. I saw that some coffee shops were having to use bottled water and jugs of water and driving to other places to get water. But it's going closer and closer to New Orleans. Is that what we're... Yes. Yes. Well, that's not apocalyptic at all. This is wonderful. I think I should definitely go buy that house we were looking at the other day. Things seem to be going great here. I'm sure it'll just start raining more any day now. <laughs> so right now, it's mostly affecting Plaquemines Parish. Uh, a lifelong resident says he has only been drinking salt water to be cautious. As far as what state and local officials could do to fix the issues with the Mississippi River levels, he does not have much hope. There's not really a whole lot you can change. It's going to happen with higher tides, especially during the storm season. Your tides will run a little higher. Don't worry. Governor John Bell Edwards is expected to address the saltwater wedge in a press conference Friday at 3. He's going to say, uh, this is uh, not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> I am leaving office in a few months. Shut up, everybody. The plan for the saltwater wedge is to see if it will go to the Ukraine. <laughs> They're going to airlift it over there. Can we drone strike the saltwater wedge? I don't know if the data is out. I don't know if like a Brita will fix Doesn't that. seem like it. Are we going to have to get Britas for our showers? Are we going to have to get Britas like for the river? Yeah. <laughs> like a giant, instead of a spillway, we're just going to put a giant filter in between there, like a huge colander. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't feel like uh, we really have a good solution for this. And uh, I don't really trust, uh, you know, the government to yeah. come up with the solution. So I think we're just going to have to buy some bottles of water and or finally take an excuse to leave. Yeah. Whenever the whenever the water is affected, it's like, wow, this is really like such a base level of existence. Yes. And you wonder what's next. <laughs> and the water will affect the food. The uh -huh. Food is what's next. And then it's kind of affecting your shelter because of pipes and uh -huh. stuff like that. I imagine there will just be more salt in the atmosphere in general. Yeah. 
it's not going to be good. No, we are all going to move to Minnesota. Yeah. That's I, the answer. I got to use flex seal on the podcasting equipment so it doesn't rust over. <laughs> I but mean, I mean what, what's going to happen to my inflatable hot tub? <laughs> It, well, the water in there will be very valuable. <laughs> I'd refill that bitch right now before the the thing gets here. How long until people are just going, you know, and filling up their water in giant jugs the same way they do when you go to a gas station before a hurricane and just, you know, Jethro's got like 16 enormous red gas tanks <laughs> and he's just filling up as the guy in the thing's like, put you please. Uh, everybody needs to get the gas. There's a line six miles long. Like, no, I got a couple more gallons. I got to fill up. Uh, we're going to have that with water now. People are just going to start. I'm now officially annoyed with my neighbor who leaves their sprinkler on 20 hours a day. I think they moved. Is it helping? <laughs> They're just watering cement all day long. And I'm like, this seems wasteful. But now it's going to piss me off when I have to buy bottles of water for everything and stand in line for six hours at Costco. Just go to your neighbor's house right now. I'm just going to leave. Like, yeah. I, let, let, just, can we just leave? I think we can leave. Let's just go. You want to become a Kansas City Chiefs podcast? <laughs> just just the, the water, really? We're going with the water? The water. Yeah. And then it's the air. What are the other elements? <laughs> fire. We got fire in the prison. Yeah. We got salt in the water. <laughs> <laughs> they got to be related. So the next, the frogs are going to come from the sky. Well, I mean, people are <laughs> leaving the city. Most notably, uh, Latoya yes. is visiting. Uh, you know, we have a sister city over in France, and she went there uh, 14 months ago to make sure they were open. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And she's Do your credit card machines work? <laughs> well, she remembered that she left her tab open. Uh, yes. So she's right, yeah. flying back over there to get her card back 14 months later. Uh, on the 18th, this Monday, uh, Latoya Cantrell embarked on her second taxpayer-funded trip to France in the last 14 months. A statement from the mayor's office said Cantrell is making a six-day sojourn to the European nation in order to renew a sister city agreement with the French town of Orleans and also to experience the Orleans Lore Festival and inaugural Paris, Paris New Orleans Jazz Festival. So she's going over there to get drunk. sign a document, yeah. uh, which I can do on my phone <laughs> with Acrobat, and she's going to go to the... Paris Jazz Festival, which, unlike our jazz festival, which has Huba Stank <laughs> and Harry Belafonte, probably some actual jazz. I, who knows? I have no idea uh, what's going on at that jazz festival. But she's out of town right now, so we can talk a lot of shit. She won't hear it. She won't hear it. This We've time. been banned in Europe because <laughs> of uh, your Brexit rant. I saw, <laughs> I saw uh, I, I just my favorite tweets are these. Anytime something so obvious, the mayor's anything that came up that she spent like some absurd amount of money. Cassie mm -hmm. Sherm from uh, WDSU, I think, came out with the number. It was ludicrous. It was like well over uh, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars she spent f on just on flights going mm -hmm. to all these 40,000. You know, these just ludicrous amounts of money that mm -hmm. have been spent for zero gain. I mean, there's nothing to be gained by these trips. Everyone knows that. I don't think anyone could possibly dispute there's no gain for mm -hmm. these trips. They are stupid. 
And then, of course, the response is, I don't remember the media looking this closely at the flights when the mayor was a white guy. And I was like, great. Well, then we should just stop. We should not care anymore because because she happens to not be a white guy. We should not give a shit what she's doing with the money. I think that's a good strategy because the other guy didn't get scrutinized very much. We shouldn't scrutinize this person. It is brain. That's brain worms. That is just like the you can't even like talk your way around that. It's like, yep. Let's just ignore it because they didn't talk about this with the last guy. It's like, yeah, maybe they screwed up with the last guy. I have no idea if Mitch Lander did any of this crap. I don't care. I care what's going on now, and I hope the next guy gets the same treatment that she's getting if they're behaving badly. To to just say that you shouldn't cover this because you didn't cover it for the last guy is the stupidest possible thought that you can have with all of this. The tr- the last time she went, she went with three aides, uh, and it cost more than forty thousand dollars. And her uh, first class ticket cost eighteen thousand dollars. You can fly first class to Orleans, France, or you can buy a Ford Fiesta SE <laughs> twenty twenty one with low mileage. You can hire a cop to possibly stop the guy from the ATV of. For of uh, you know, unicycling his way on the ATV <laughs> as he's going forty-five degrees with his tires straight in the air. Maybe you could stop that guy. Maybe so. Or we could send the mayor to France to sign a document and drink at a jazz fest. I saw two state police today on my way home. Uh, I was. It's like a stretch of the highway where you can. Sometimes I'll be like seventy-five on it, and it's like fifty-five, but it's three lanes and people aren't on a lot. Yeah. And there were two state police out there today. Oh yeah. I was like, if I got a ticket. <laughs> In this fucking city, I would keep driving. I would I would just head out west. I couldn't live with the shame of all the shit talking about law enforcement uh, not doing what they should out here. If I was pulled over by a human being uh-huh. who looked me in the eyes and went, you were going too fast, I would have to physically stop myself from just listing out other stuff they could be doing. I'm the only person here with a license plate. Yeah. Can we please? Yeah. It's... Every part of my car matches. <laughs> There's <laughs> there are no children sitting without car seats in the front seat <laughs> smoking something. <laughs> uh it is yeah. I I've I'm I'm over bashing the mayor, but I am pleading local journalists to continue to, to, to cover it. It is the craziest thing you could possibly say is we don't want to know anymore what's going on because the last person did not get this kind of scrutiny so we're just going to assume it's because they're racist that's the i mean that is the dumbest possible response yeah who does that benefit who like who possibly benefits from less coverage of the mayor insane i I mean truly like that yeah I, i couldn't my brain broke well, as long as Lee Zurich is alive and breathing, he is going to be <laughs> doing these exposés that are the last shred of real journalism that ultimately don't mean anything. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It doesn't matter. It pisses everyone off. Yeah. And it's a good service to go, oh, yeah, all that money's being wasted and everything's yeah. really bad. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll watch Wheel of Fortune yeah. now. <laughs> like, what? And now to the same. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> um, 
lastly, we have some would call him a hero. And by some, I mean me. Uh, I don't know if you have seen this. Uh, this is from WDSU. But there is a Halloween display uh-huh. in Bucktown that is causing a bit of controversy. Uh-oh. Uh, one controversial Halloween display has many people in an uproar saying it's disrespectful, but the owner is standing by his decision. This is just decorations for fun. It's not a real Jesus. You see, the decorations <laughs> in this man's front yard are a life-size crucifix with one Jesus Christ <laughs> on the crucifix. However, a piece of it is missing, namely Jesus Christ's head, who, which is being held <laughs> by the devil, which is like 20 feet above this... Je- it's like he's it's, it's almost like a it's like a steeple on the front of his house and he has like a paper mache devil <laughs> popping out of the top of the steeple holding paper mache Jesus's severed head and then down below there is a 9 foot cross with paper mache Jesus's body and then like zombie nuns and zombie priest and all kinds of crazy gore and crazy shit <laughs> Vic Miorana, I saw this guy, and it's <laughs> you for mayor. Elect him right now. He he was wearing like one of those like uh you know keep honking I'm reloading <laughs> shirts. Like he looks like a dude that was in the army, and it's like he writes in David Duke on the ballot. <laughs> he lo- he looks like like a big like he looks like a rough and tumble guy, yes. like a guy that you would not fuck with. Yes. And he had this to say, it's just for fun. It's not a real Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) These are foam props that I made. I'm sorry if this hurt anyone or if if it caused anyone to feel sad. (laughs) A Bucktown resident who is known each year for his elaborate Halloween decorations. But people say this year's display might have gone too far. I feel it's disrespectful to the people that believe in Jesus, said one resident. Well, that's pretty sensitive. (laughs) The display depicts what appears to be a beheaded Jesus held in the hands of the devil, surrounded by nuns and a priest. If people find it offensive, they can bypass the neighborhood. Good point. Said some Bucktown resident. Is it protection? Yes. But does that make it right? That's my real question, and would you do this with another religion? Because I don't think you would, said another resident. Oh, yeah. Next year when he goes for Moses, we got problems. Who else could you do? You could do Moses. You could do Buddha. Allah, Buddha. Allah would be a bigger problem. Yeah. <laughs> that would cause a larger issue. Possibly. Muhammad, that would be a problem. But th- none of those people have infamous deaths that are also used as the <laughs> logo for that religion. You see, you want to talk about how morbid this is. You want to talk about how offensive this is. The logo for Christianity is the thing that Jesus died on. <laughs> Since the post went viral, Mirana, I'm sorry, I'm sure you listened to the show, I'm sorry I'm fucking up your name, <laughs> says he and his girlfriend parted ways after she received numerous threats about losing her job. My girlfriend of three years has been harassed with her and her family business, and due to that, she asked me to have this removed. 
which he did not do. What a king. <laughs> what an absolute. <laughs> this guy should be, you know, our First Amendment champion. Yeah, this rules. I, I saw it like getting a little three, more. He dated this girl for three years. Yeah. And they broke up because he wouldn't take down his devil batting Jesus yeah. statue people, in the front of people his people house. People were threatening to get her fired. That's incredible. And what's crazy. Three it, years. Like, eh, whatever. You can go. Yeah. <laughs> I need this. I need this in front of my house for the next <laughs> 40, 40 days. What a legend. I mean, I can't. He might be. I don't think I look up to anyone more in this entire city. It's in Bucktown. They showed the address uh, on... T- it's not in the story, but they showed it on TV, and I took a picture of it <laughs> so we could go look at it. Should we do a live taping from there next week? I think week? we could. <laughs> we should just pull up lawn chairs and do the show from the, his house? There's going to be protesters, right? <laughs> not if we do a live podcast. <laughs> They'll be protesting the podcast more than the we display. Set up on his, this guy's front lawn underneath the Vic, if you listen to the show, holler at us. Please. We'll, we'll have you on the show. We'll come over there. We'll do whatever you need. Yes. And anyone else who wants to, to chime in, please email polkandkush at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or X at polkandkush, uh, where we drop some jokes. That's polk dropping jokes. Uh, thank you also very, very much for listening. We do love each and every one of you. Please visit our friends at the Garden Gates Landscape Company, as well as DraftKings, promo code Polk and Kush. Talk to everybody next week. See ya.